Love Talk Radio. This show is dedicated to my mother and father. From beginning to end, we'll always love you. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone could ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. Now, it's time. Here's Sonny Clark. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Couch Entertainment Sports Show. It is the hardest working man in sports radio, and we are here coming to you live from the Star and Show Exit. For that being said, our Sunday morning tradition continues into our tenth year, our tenth episode, as we get all set and ready to go. Welcome into the show on Live on Remote as there is an indoor football game I will be attending slash, you know, looking over as folks know that I am the Director of Operations of Champions Indoor Football. The home of the Texas Revolution is the star. This was a big uh, pickup for the Texas Revolution as far as being in a place that, um, let's just be honest, this is mini Jerry World, by the way, as they call it the star. Um, This is where the home offices of the Dallas Cowboys are located. I'm sitting directly across from Jerry Jones's uh, skybox here um, on the third floor. Uh, this is, this little facility here holds about 14,000 to 16,000 people. Um, at the Frisco ISD, the uh, school uh, that is in this town, this is where they play their games uh, here. So they get a little uh, nice facility for the high school uh, football games to be played on. Nice turf, everything about it. It's Ford Field here at the Star. So uh, the Texas Revolution put down their 50-yard field and surrounded it with uh, with, uh, with their boards and their uh, walls, and they're all set and ready to go. I've posted pictures. If you go back into my Facebook page, you will go ahead and scroll up and you know and go down a little bit and you'll see uh some of the pictures that i posted here when they had their pre-season game here so uh we covered that well i was here and i just took some pictures uh and things like that so but we are here doing our thing here on the couch potato sports show and there's a lot to talk about is um i've been here all week and i've been listening to dirk mania i guess you could call it you know past WrestleMania last Sunday, uh, but Dirk Mania, um, as Dirk went ahead and uh, took his sneakers and went ahead and hung them up. And there's been lots of things being said about Dirk Nervinsky, and I want to talk a little bit about that when we get to this, uh, you know, thing as far as, I, I guess I'll start out there. I'll wait for Cuervo to give us a call. Ryan Tarvin from William Sports Talk is supposed to be coming in here as well. I want to talk a little bit about that situation. I want to talk a little bit about Dirk Nervinsky. And believe me, if you're around here in the Dallas area, I don't know if you're like me, I'm sick of hearing about it. So I'm I'm going to take a little bit different turn about Dirk Nervinsky. Now, before I do it, let me get this out. Let me just give you a precursor. I don't dislike, per se, 
the hero that is Dirk Nowitzki. I want everybody to know that before we get started, before because this is not probably going to be as pleasant as you might think that it is regarding Dirk Nowitzki. So I want you to know I personally have no animosity to him, which, by the way, I think he is a great basketball player. So let me just kind of preface this whole thing with that. But I'm going to tell you, they got one championship, good thing, because really since that time we have not seen Dirk Nowitzki since they won the championship back in, I think it was 2011. Folks, I don't have my notes with me on some of the things that we talk about, so I'm kind of winging. I think it was 2011 they won the championship. And that is when Dirk had to put this whole thing on his shoulders. And frankly, that's the last time we've seen Dirk Nowitzki. And here it is now, eight years later, and we really haven't seen Dirk Nowitzki be what he was in that championship run and a couple of years before that when they didn't win the championship when they were taking on the Heat. That was, if I'm not mistaken, LeBron's second year over there. It's either first or second. Well, I can't remember. But after that championship, it was really one of those things I was watching and I was hoping that someone would come to this team to help this team after the championship. And we've talked about it on this show. We could go back and talk about it. Is it the ownership with Mark Cuban? I somehow don't think it is. Sometimes I think it is, but sometimes I don't. Because let's be honest, I'm not sure how much uh, you know Mark Cuban is part of anything except getting a check. He's a great fan of the game. He's a great fan of his own team. Uh, he puts it all out there for his team. So there's lots of good things in reality when you're talking about what Mark Cuban does for his basketball team. No question in my mind. But, and that, that's the big word here, when you talk about Dirk Nowitzki after they won that championship, I want to know how come guys weren't flocking to get to Dallas. Now, I don't want to hear this excuse there's nothing to do in this town. I just don't want to hear that excuse because I don't believe it. Now, you can, you can go ahead and decide to do that. You can find it and say, hey, you know, there's nothing to do in Dallas. That's why no one's coming here. But I'm not buying it. I am not buying this, not for the least. And the main reason is, is that there is stuff to do in Dallas. Now, granted, it may not be to the glamour and glitz of what happens over in New York or over in L.A. or, you know, for all that matters, Atlanta or, you know, some of the bigger towns that are out there, but, you know, or Houston, you know, San Antonio, I don't even want to hear it. There's a lot to do in this town. I know that. I live here. So... Now, yeah, the nightlife and everything else, this is Cowboy Town. There is no question about that. The Dallas Cowboys are the big thing in this area. You can talk about the Dallas Stars who have made it into the playoffs. Hey, congratulations, and yes, I will be watching. Um, outside of obviously today if they're playing. Um, because of where we are. We're at the Star here in Frisco, Texas. But, you know, this is the Sports town, this guy has everything. It's got culture, it's got history, it's got everything here in the Dallas area. So I don't even want to hear it. I, I, I just really don't. So that leads me and goes to what I think about Dirk Nowitzki. And again, preface, like Dirk Nowitzki, cool dude. I, I actually talked to him on many occasions. But I am not necessarily um, a big-time Dirk 
lover or think that he's the greatest thing to come along since Fruit Punch. Now, I will say that is Mark Cuban's fault by paying this guy way too much, so much so, that no one else wanted to come here or couldn't pay anybody any more money to get that big star here. So there's a lot of things going in life. Yes, he's been here over 20 years. Yes, he has been a cornerstone of what's going on here, especially with Dallas Maverick football, basketball. No question. I, I'm not even going to get into that because I'm right there with you. But why were the big stars of the NBA not coming to Dallas? Was it because of Dirk Nowitzki? Was it because of that contract? They couldn't get anybody else there with another max contract. I don't want to hear that. They had three over in Miami. I don't want to hear that. So I'm not a I'm not a big believer. I'm not a buyer of this whole situation about Dirk Nowitzki being the guy. I, that's the problem. Dirk Nowitzki was the guy, and it is not the atypical protocol prototypical type of player that is the, stone, the cornerstone of a franchise. It's just not. And I don't think that's good, bad, indifferent, or whatever the case may be, but it's not to put down Dirk Nowitzki. I don't want anybody to think that Sonny Clark just wants to bash Dirk Nowitzki, and I'm not. But the business of Dallas uh, Maverick basketball having him be the face and not being able to bring anybody else who could be a face or maybe even share the face of the franchise couldn't happen. You couldn't get any of the big, big-time names in here. And when you got a halfway decent name, they left. Why did they leave? It's not because of the money. Let's, come on, let's be honest. I mean, listen, Mark Cuban will throw money at a problem in a heartbeat. If that means getting a great basketball player, great. Why are they not coming? It's not because it's the Dallas Mavericks. It is just not. It's because of Dirk Nowitzki. And, and Dirk Nowitzki, a likable dude. I, again, I kind of like the guy. But sometimes when you get a guy such as a Dirk Nowitzki, that's all you're going to be able to get. And we'll go back to the reasons why it's really irrelevant. It doesn't matter what the reasons why are. It's just that they did not come here. And I love Dirk Nowitzki, love everything. This guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think, me personally, is overrated. And the reason why I think he is overrated is because he could not get anybody to come join the show. Why is that? Tell me. There's not an answer. Now, we've talked about it on this show many times. And the simple fact of the matter is, when you got a guy such as the Dirk Nowitzki that might not be the atypical United States player, you couldn't get him in here, you get anybody else in here. And that's what it boils down to. It's the same thing. Now, again, I don't think. But here's what I also think. I don't think Dirk Nowitzki would be where he is if he had a number two and number three. Again, I don't want to hear the fact that, you know, the, the money was all on Dirk when you got three big mega superstars over in Miami. So that's not the, that is not the situation, and everybody knows it. So why didn't people come here to Dallas? I don't know. You didn't know? Maybe someone else knows. I don't know. Let's go ahead and bring him on. Somebody. The phone calls in this program 
coming to you live from the start. Aquervo, he's over in Cat. He's over in Cali. How you doing, sir, Cuervo? Good morning. Good morning, Sonny. I'm doing. I, I uh, say that again. Got a major cutout there from him. I don't know if it's your Bluetooth or what the situation is there, but I cannot hear Old Cuervo. So it's got to be his Bluetooth. He's having a Bluetooth moment, so he probably would need to hang up and try to call back in, and I'll keep my eye out for him because uh, he's got a bad connection with that Bluetooth. So. Yeah, go ahead and do that, Cuervo. Hang up and give us a call back. Maybe we can get a better establishment with that Bluetooth with the connection here. And there he is. He's going to do that. He just popped off the line. But now, some other things going on. I mean, Dwayne Wade, same thing. But guess what? Dwayne Wade, we talked about it. Look at the whole situation, Dwayne Wade. He was able to get guys to come to his team in the heat. He'd get their championship. Why wasn't Dirk Nowinski able to do it? I, I wish I knew. I wish I had the answer. I wish it made sense to me. I wish someone could come up with an answer on why no one came to the team, especially after they won the championship, especially if their owner. And I listen, Cuban's going to defend his team, and that's the kind of guy you want to play for. So, you know, I, I'm not into it. But Dwayne Wade? He's getting the same accolades. But you also got to understand, look at that Miami Heat team when he played on it. Guess what? Guys came to this team. And I don't want to make it so easy that it just, yeah, yeah, bam, it's right in front of you. But let's be honest. It is that way. So let's find out. Hey, Cuervo, a little bit better on that connection with that Bluetooth? I can hear you fine, Sonny. Can you hear me Okay. Now I got you. There he is. How are you doing, my friend? Good morning. I'm good. How are you, Sonny? Doing wonderful. Dirk Nowinski, getting all the accolades. Believe me, it's been a long week. I'm so sick of hearing about Dirk Nowinski, especially since I kind of think he's overrated. But, you know, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, my my question is, if it wasn't for him on this basketball team being the really only option, would he have even made the Hall of Fame if he could bring in some other guys, such as what happened down in Miami, such as happened in uh, over in L.A., such as what happened with Golden State, you know, getting all the buddies together. But guess what? There's no buddies here, it seems, for Dirk Nowinski to put together to get more than one championship. So, when you're the only option and the guy can shoot threes, look, I'll be honest, the guy can shoot. I'll give him that. And someone had to make him, so it might as well be Dirk Nervinsky. But I'm still back to the fact, why can that? Why can this basketball team, while Dirk was on it, get anybody to come here? It's still amazing to me. That's a, that's a question that we'll always ask, Sonny. How come, you know, the Dallas Mavericks were always stuck with just one star on the team? Um, I, I don't. I, I don't think it's necessarily that that players around the league don't like him. I, I think this past week has shown that he that he has a lot of respect around the league. Um, I, I my only guess, Sonny, is that, and this might sound like the politically correct answer, but I honestly think that maybe his style just didn't match with guys that 
you know, other guys in the league. So it just wouldn't have worked. And, and you know, whether it was honesty on the other player sides or with Dirk and the Dallas Mavericks, um, you know, it, it just – that could be a possibility as why. Um, answer your question, though, as far as, as uh, you know, whether he would have had the same career with other guys playing with him? Probably not. Well, it all depends on who it is, too, though, because you got you got some guys that have big egos, and, you know, they, they would come down to Dallas and, and right away try to take that number one spot from a Dirk who, you know, has been playing in Dallas his whole career. So, yep. I don't know if that would have meshed well either with Dirk and, and with the with the coaching staff and the ownership and, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, I think there's a combination of why Dirk never had that legit number two guy for, you know, a long period of time like a lot of guys do. Um, I know when they won the championship, yes, they had some, some good guys with them. You know, Jason Kidd was still playing well and, and whatnot, but – you know, as far as actual, like, complimentary number two to go with him, like a, you know, like a Durant and a, and a, and a Steph Curry, you know, I mean, I, the only thing I can think of, like I said, Sonny, is that it just wouldn't have worked as far as their playing style. Yeah, there's something about a Dirk Nowitzki, though. You know, and I got to give him his props. The guy's, you know, he's where he is on the scoring list. I think he's number three or something like that, or where it is. It's really irrelevant. But, you know, Dirk Nowitzki, one of these guys that, you know, yes, no, maybe so, I don't know. Is he that kind of guy that would deserve that kind of accolade and things of that sort? So it's always going to be the big question in reality here. So, um, yeah, I, I – I, I guess I'm a little sick of hearing about Dirk right now, especially, you know, he, you know, his career's done and everything. And, you know, I should have expected this, but I, I, I'm the guy that's going to lean on why didn't this team have better success? Why couldn't they bring in more people? What was that situation? So I'll be that guy who answers and will always answer that question. And, not, you know, not the fact that the guy can't make baskets, but since he didn't have anybody else and he was the only option, is the guy overrated. And that's where I stand. I kind of think, you know, that little bit of Dirk Nervinsky is overrated, and it is because of the situation of the way I feel. Now, granted, I'm Sonny Clark. I'm nobody, the simple fact of the matter. But if you talk about other people, everybody loves Dirk. You're right. He's got the respect around the league, and everything else is there for him. Um, it, you know, fantastic career without question, um, but he didn't get over. Now, Dwayne Wade's doing the same thing, but – you look at Dwayne Wade and when he was able to accomplish and he was able to bring the na- the names to his team down there in Miami, you know, they have a one, two, three and all that good stuff that's going on. And it's just, it's one of those things. I, I'm just thoroughly confused. And I think you're right. I think it has a lot to do with the type of play that you get from a Dirk Nervinsky compared to American basketball players. And because those are totally, two total different types of styles of basketball going on in in those games. So that's the kind of way I look at it. Well, I mean, when you really think about it, though, Sonny, can you name the European-style player that has been the lead of, of a championship-type team? I, I don't think I, – I can't think of one. Dirk's the only one that I could think of. So you would have thought, like, that would have broke the mold as far as our 
opinions of the European player, but it, it, and I guess it never did. So, um, but yeah, I'll tell you that that's the thing about Dirk. I think that's what he's going to be most remembered for is, you know, he's the first and only so far European player to lead an NBA team to a NBA title. So, Absolutely. I think that's a hell of an And after that, yeah. you think about 2011, Cuervo, that's the last we really seen of Dirk Nowitzki in reality. You know, he put that whole team on his shoulders in order to get that championship in reality, and mm-hmm. that was all Dirk in reality. Absolutely. That's right. So good stuff going on here. We're coming to you live from the star in Dallas. It's the home of the Dallas Cowboys. In fact, I'm looking over to the left and I'm looking at Jerry's office um, and you can actually see it because the lights are on. It's a huge old office. Um, obviously you can't go inside. Of course, we're on the other side, but you can see right into it. So he's got a bird's eye view of what's going on here at the star. Again, this is where the uh, Frisco ISD, the high school teams play. Um, um, at least one game every Friday and Thursday and Friday night um, over here at the Star. Beautiful facility, mini Jerry World is what we call it over here um, in the DF Dub, and so uh, that's where we are. So uh, good stuff going on. So lots of things going on. The Masters are going on in Cuervo. I know you're watching. Why are you watching? I I read your post, but why are you watching? What 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 is going on that has you so intrigued about the Masters? Oh, gee, I don't know. Some guy named, I think his name is Tiger. That's in second. Tiger second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. He changed the swing again. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, he, he changed the swing. Uh, but at the same time, you know, he's, he, you know, right there again. So, uh, in uh, in like Flynn playing in the final uh, the final grouping of the day, um, you know going for that match. Now I don't know how's the weather over there. I believe me, I'm cut off from a lot of stuff because I'm not in front of my regular computer. What's the weather supposed to be like? Of course, if it's real bad, they'll play on Monday. But what's going on as far as the weather is concerned over at the Masters that you see? Um. I would have to double check it, but it seemed like the weather was was fine yesterday. Um, I haven't heard anything about my any bad weather. That they may get slammed today. That was my understanding, and I could be wrong. Lord knows I've been long uh, my uh, a lot of times, but you know, but it, but it is what it is. Um, so uh, yeah, see if you can check that. I'm not in the place where I can actually check that. But again, Tiger Woods in for the race. Uh, for the uh, for the Masters, good, bad, or indifferent, it is what it is. Um, but, you know, so I, if I was going to be at home, I'd probably have a couple eyes on that. So I'm not sure what, what time they're they're saying. Oh, you're on you're on the road. That's why you're on the Bluetooth, right? You're on the road right now, right? You, are you heading to get the hiding site? Yep, I'm waiting for for them to open right now. Ah, so you're going to be bailing here in the next seven minutes because they open right up at the top of the hour, right? Correct. Got it. So, hey, before you before that happens, why don't you hop on the subject that you wanted to talk about or that you're thinking about? Uh, you know, before we do that, and may you know, hopefully we'll get you back. Hopefully, I'll be on air for a little bit longer as we're coming to you live from. Is there anything you wanted to cover before you hit that high and tight? Well, I know that the uh, NFL draft is fast approaching, so um, Two weeks, I don't right? know. If it'll be so not this coming up Thursday, but the following Thursday. 
Yep, and we're going to be on air for that. As uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this one. Um, uh, Charvin's supposed to call in today. Hopefully, he will get him in a little bit today. He said he was going to call in. Um, so, okay. Um, but awesome. uh, hopefully, he'll be there for the draft as well. So, you know, it, with lots of talk talking about Kyler Murray, and I'm hearing guys changing their opinion about Kyler Murray, who wasn't a typical of what, a guy who isn't that number one guy. Oh, uh, now all of a sudden he is. Now teams talking about yeah, maybe. We want to trade up and get him. Maybe the first team will grab him up. You know, has mm-hmm. your opinion changed about a Kyler Murray? Depending on what you've been hearing, I'm sure you've been hearing all this uh, same stuff. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, I still have the same opinion. I think he's undersized. I think he's got good arm talent, but he's too undersized to really be a, a long-term quarterback in the NFL. So, uh, I would say that my opinion has definitely not changed. Um, I still think if you are a team that drafts him anywhere in the first round, I think you're you're overvaluing what Kyler Murray can do for your football team. And I mean, I, I just don't think it's going to work as far as long term. I think he's a guy that can you can throw into some uh, some of your favorite uh, things in the NFL, which are trick plays, and you know utilize him in that way, maybe on. Some Maybe a little bit on special teams, maybe a little bit uh, as a slot receiver type deal. I mean, Braxton Miller seems to be doing okay. Uh, yeah, yep, from a lot quarterback to wide yeah. receiver. So, I mean, if he did it. There's then other Terrell Pryor's done it. And what do those two guys have in common? They're Ohio State quarterbacks. So that's another subject. Um, <laughs> you know. But but my point is, Sonny, that it works. Like you, if you are willing to make the change to go from a quarterback to a wide receiver, you can still be an impact on a football team. It's, I mean, you can and you can still be used for you know wide receiver reverse toss plays. And we see it all the time in the NFL. Odell Beckham mm-hmm. had two touchdowns last year, for goodness sake. You know, and he was never a quarterback at LSU, so. If Kyler Murray's worried about he's stubborn, he's so stubborn that he wants to be a quarterback in the NFL, I understand it because that's what you're used to. Uh, that doesn't mean that going to transition to a wide receiver doesn't mean you'll never throw a football again. It just means you won't throw it every every play or you won't have the ball in your possession every play. So if I was him, Sonny, I would consider changing positions. I know. Have you been hearing a lot about that? Because that's actually the first time I've heard that. Um, you know, maybe you should, maybe, and maybe that's just a Cuervo idea. I get what exactly what you're saying um, because you've seen that. But I haven't heard anything about him switching positions or, you know, even being that 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 player. So good, bad, or indifferent. You know, me not hearing is really irrelevant. But yeah, that's just me simple spitballing. That's just me spitballing okay. ideas for him. Cool. Cool, cool. So we got the draft that's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. We'll be on air for that first round, and then we'll wrap it up on Sunday. On that being said, Sunday morning after the draft, actually there's still uh, drafting going on at that time, but really it's usually about irrelevant players at that point. Uh, not too many of those players that end up getting drafted end up on the football teams, but We'll be keeping an eye out on some of the players. Uh, that's when the, uh, the picks have got to be made in like five minutes, right, uh, Cuervo, on Sunday? Is it three or five minutes on the on the final day? 
I want to say they have three. So I think it's 10 for the first day. Saturday is five and or Friday is five. And then Saturday is like three. Saturday and Sunday, three minutes. Got it. Yep. So, so it'll end on Saturday. Oh, it does end on Saturday. I thought they were still yes. going on Sunday. Got it. So very no, good. So no. we'll have everybody figured out who's been drafted, who isn't, and all those uh, picks all set and ready to go. So it should be interesting to see if the Oakland Raiders can take advantage of their spot and take advantage of what they've accomplished with three picks in that first round. Can you mess up the first round with three picks, Cuervo? Well, we're talking about the Raiders here, Sonny, so I think there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of – yeah, there's – so you're saying there's a chance. I mean, come on. They, hopefully they knock it out. I don't know. We'll find out. That's going to be a big story as well. So lots of stuff going on there. Some things going on in Pittsburgh. I'll get you – you got a minute? Hop up on the Pittsburgh and the things that are happening in the Pittsburgh. You, you've been hearing about them. What's your take on it real quick? before you got to bail for a, for a few minutes. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Juju, this is just, just typical wide receiver diva stuff going on between Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, I, I think Antonio Brown is kind of petty for, for some of the things that he's saying. Um, you know, look, dude, you, you, are, you are no longer a stealer. Like, let it go, move on. That's what you should be yeah, focusing no on. You know what I mean? Like, focus on your next assignment, which is getting your, your, your assignment down. Thank you, Joan. Um, yeah, I mean, look, just get your timing down with Derek Carr. Be ready for next season as an Oakland Raider. Why do you keep looking behind you? That, that's the problem that a lot of these guys do. They want to run their mouth about the past. Like, just let it go, man. Like, you see what, what what set him off? What set him off, Sonny, just so you know, is that they named Juju Smith-Schuster as the team MVP for the season. So, of course, yeah. Antonio Brown, he got his fee-fees hurt, and he had something <laughs> to say about it. So he made, he made a comment about, oh, you know, he fumbled the opportunity to get into the playoffs, and, you know, Juju pretty much responded with, you know, that uh, I forgot what he said, but it, it was something along the lines of, you know, it, it, it's petty that you're going on social media and, and talking about yeah. this or something like that. I forgot exactly what yep. he said, but, you know, he, he pretty much he pretty much called him petty. And you know, I think I think Juju's right. I mean, he's, it's just very petty to, to bring up past stuff, you know. <clears throat> so, well, the big I, question I think will be, you know, yeah, I I agree with it. I think he's being petty, he's being stupid, and you know, you give a guy a mic, and then all of a sudden they become an idiot. You know, look at us, we've been on here uh-huh. ten years. <laughs> but exactly. but you're, you're absolutely right. But you know, it's it, real interesting. We're gonna follow up on that. I don't like uh, also Richard Mendenhall's uh, comments because it comes out really immediate, but it's you know. He was trying to make a point, and he did it in a stupid way. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, so Cuervo's going to go get the high and tight, you know, at the top of the hour. And uh, what we'll do then, since he's going to do the high and tight, 
I'm, I'm going to see if I can steal the radio voice of the Texas Revolution, the man who took over for me, try to see if I can steal, uh, steal uh, Dave Michaels, see if I can bring him on air as he's getting set up for the game or the Texas Revolution taking on the Amarillo Venom, coming to you live from the star, go the home of the Dallas Cowboys. This is their uh, their home office, you know, where they do all their stuff. So we'll do that. is going to go out. He's going to get the high and tight. I'm going to see if I can get Dave Michaels come in after the break so we'll do that we'll do the quick break here on the couch potato sports show you're listening to that being said our sunday morning tradition continues on to the 10th year our 10th episode here in 2019 we'll do that quick break and hey cuervo back in a half hour uh let's see here I might have let you up. So he already been. So he'll probably be back in a half hour. I'll try to bring in Dave Michaels, the radio voice of the Texas Revolution. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costlow Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. 
Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Also Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. Sonny, the fact that um, 
the Dallas Mavericks. Now, last year, I'm, I stuck my foot in my mouth and I chomped hard. I, I made a po- I'm serious. I made a post on, on Facebook about uh, the Mavericks tanking the season, which they did last year, and they were in the lottery. They got the fifth pick. So I write on my, on my Facebook page, you know, tank a season, get fifth pick. How's that working out for you? Mr. Cuban? Well, lo and behold, Mark Cuban contacted me personally. That's interesting. Personally. And he says, you got a lot of room to talk with all your background in your, in your business because if you ever look at my Facebook page, I've got job after job after job after job. Tongue in cheek. In any case, when, they, when the draft came and they made that trade to get Luca, yes. Doncic, yes. and the Wunderkind has proven that he was rookie of the month for every month of the season and, and player of the month. And he's most likely going to get rookie of the year, which will be the second time that this team has gotten rookie of the year. The first one was Jason Kidd, if you remember that far back. With, uh, uh, it was a co-rookie because he got it with uh, uh, Grant Hill. Yeah, that's right. Of, yeah, the young man out of uh, Detroit and, uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and the Duke, uh, and the Duke uh, uh, Blue Devils. But in any case, so he made the trade. So I come back and I said, okay, I put my foot in the mouth and, I, and I've got the grill stoked up and I know how to fix grill really well and really loud salt on it. Yeah, it works great for me. Yeah, it works great for me. So to answer your question, why can't they after 2011? Because I don't think they had the right people doing the right decisions. Getting Luca was a brainchild of Mark Cuban. Of Mark Cuban. Not Donnie Nelson. Not not little Donnie. No, 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 no. That was a Mark Cuban pulled the trigger on that one. Don had to sign off on it. But when they when they were able to do that, Everything worked out well. Now, is this team eventually better than – I don't think they won 20 games this year. Maybe they won 20. Oh, it was a pathetic season. Yeah. And, okay, are they better than that in the, going forward from here? Yes. Will they need – well, if, as long as Bazinga's problem with, with um, New York – Gets worked out. That's true. If that ever gets worked out, we got a pro, you know we got we got a pretty good prospect. That's still up in the air, and it's been very quiet over the last several weeks. So we'll see. It is because it usually comes up and bites you in the butt later. But but in the, in the long in the long run of this, um, can this team surround? And I believe it's going to be Lucas' team. Yes. And I think he's going to be the next. Rising star, not just with the Dallas Mavericks, but in the NBA in general. And I think that what we saw, he is, what we saw his rookie year, first of all, he doesn't understand that as a rookie, it does take two hands to shoot a basketball at times. This kid is phenomenal. I mean, I got a chance to see him up close and personal in a couple of practices and just shooting around. He's doing silly things and, and making it work. And I'm going, okay, if you pull that into a game, people, I mean, that's a highlight reel. No. And so I'm looking forward to seeing. Year two, I want to see what his sophomore year does. I want to see what his junior year does here. So year three, we'll see where the Mavericks are. Draft picks, free agency, that's going to be a big thing. Free agency is going to be huge. I think those draft picks are going to be the huge thing. But you've got to find an impact player, though. Yeah, but is that, is, see, that's the point I was making about Derek and reality. You know, with, with, if you take a look at the, you know, the culture of the seat, and mm-hmm. talking about the real culture, no, there's hardly any United States basketball players on that team. It's mostly the guys that are bigger not from this country. Right. I think that the, the, the you know, real difference in style is a real reason why people don't come to this team because 
they're, they're, they'll play the same style as they do in the States. And that is big when you've got four of the five starters, not even in this country, you know, you know, in the United States, or they're out here within maybe two, maybe some of the big things like Kentucky. You know, you're not getting those fans. No, we're not. And the thing about the overseas players, to just give you a heads up, is that they play, as you say, a European-style basketball. Even the guys that don't, they don't stay here and they go overseas to get the playing because I know they're not going to get playing time here. So they go to Israel, they go to Greece, they go to Italy, and, and so do I. I know I know a couple of guys that are in Israel, and uh, it was <laughs> that one came back. He was a high school kid out of Dallas and went to Israel to play. And uh, I sat there and said, so how's your Hebrew? And he says, Hebrew's not so good, but I love kosher food. <laughs> he says, and he says, and it's hard to understand. They don't play basketball on Friday nights. I said, no, they don't play basketball on Friday nights. It's Shabbos. You, you don't, you don't, it's Sabbath. What are you going to do? You sit at home and behave. They're not going to do it. No, no. And, you know, I said, stay, stay at home, behave. But he's getting more playing time in that division and in that league and he says the money is stupid money because the dollar difference is, is amazing he says but in israel you know and, and you travel all over you're traveling in saudi arabia egypt and, and turkey and all those countries to, it is he says i he, i was going to do this playing here in the states you know here i am getting to see the world and i get paid for it I said, it's a great way. We had guys that played in Italy. We had guys that played in Greece, guys that played in Spain, and all this. And they say that the style of basketball, you were just mentioning that, the style of basketball is so different because it's in the NBA, it's like backyard basketball at times. You know, you and I, I mean, the all-star game, please, give me a break. You know, it's like who can get to 200 first. But in in Europe, if you break 100 in the European League or in, in, in the International League, that's a phenomenal. Because, I mean, 80s, 90s, 90s are, are rare, but 80s, that's about where your, your high point is because they play a lot of defense and they play a lot of, a lot of and a lot of setup. They'll, they'll run that 24-second clock down to one before they take that shot. Absolutely. So, yeah, so to answer your question, why can't we get them uh, and why are the international players coming over and doing what they're doing here and having a different culture at the Mavericks? That's part of it. The thing about Nowitzki, let me, let me just say this about Dirk. Um, I met Dirk when he was 19. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting old. Anyway, I, I met him when he was 19, and my German was really good back in those days. I spoke pretty not fluent German, but enough to get me in trouble, which I did with him, um, because he asked me flat out, you know, sprechen Deutsch. You know, do you speak do you speak uh, or do sprechen Deutsch? Do you speak German? And I, my answer was sprechen Bissel Deutsch, which is not the correct word. It's Bissa, not Bissel. And he looked at me kind of funny, and I realized what I had just said, and I thought, okay, I have confused German and Yiddish in the same sentence. And he got a, and he got a uh, vacuum cleaner. Yes, yes. Missile. <laughs> Thanks for seeing my joke. Okay, well, take two. There you go. There you go. But, yeah, try the veal. <laughs> but, you know, Dirk to me was, was one of the, the nicest athletic gentlemen I've ever met. I've met some Horses rear ends in his business. I've interviewed some horses rear ends in this business, but Dirk to talk to him. First of all, he's very quiet. Spoken, you have to get, you have to get done. He and Stevie Nash were the two worst because I'm Stevie Nash. I'm from I'm from Canada, and I don't talk any louder than this. And he just wanted to slap them. But anyway, 
Speak up. Use your outside voice. Why says I'm just too loud? I'm sorry, what? I can't hear you. No, yeah. You can always say people are working radio because you wrote to me. How you doing? Huh? So anyway, um, but but Dirk was very quiet, very soft-spoken. He's learned to get louder. Um, and I was very – I'll tell you who I was impressed with. I was impressed with his entire farewell tour throughout the entire season, but none more than the, than the Clippers. Yeah, I was, that's the only one I thought was – I mean, well, that and Pop in San Antonio did the same thing. But, I mean, it was just – that to me is class. Yeah, that's and, uh, that is. And, and – and what San Antonio did for him and bring and I and you say well, I brought him to tears. No, I think it was the actual realization that this was it. This was his last game on that floor. Because he didn't break down in Dallas, you know, in the last home game that he had, but he did in San Antonio and not because of that video, even though the video is extremely well done. He I think the, the enormity of that moment, he knew right then and there, this is it, this is I'm done. I'm walking away from this game. And here comes Thursday morning for the first time. It's no different than I mean, we've seen it with other sports. We woke up one day and there was no more Roger Staubach with the Dallas Cowboys. We woke up one morning and there was no more Coach Rodriguez with the Texas Rangers. We woke up one morning and, you know, there was no more Tony Romo or Troy Aikman or, or Emmitt Smith or any of those guys with the Cowboys. You wake up one morning and there's no Dirk Nowitzki for the Dallas Mavericks. Now, I believe what Mr. Cuban said, that he'll have a job for life. With the Mavericks. That's obvious. And I would love to see him in player development because I think he eyes and he understands and he can teach talent because that's what he did with Luca. He taught him throughout this entire season. Luca said that, you know, he stood on his shoulder and he was listening. And he was not just teaching him basketball, but the culture of the NBA. This kid is 19 as well. No clue. None. Neither did Dirk. Yep. But Dirk can pass along, hey, this is what you're going to expect. This is because he didn't get that from anybody. He had to learn it on his own. So now he passes it on to the young kid. Exactly. Yeah. And how and how often do you see that? I was talking I was talking to somebody prior to free agency. You know, before free agency, players players are with teams unless you got traded. You know. When you, when you talk about the, the historic and, and the fame of New York Yankees, you can name off almost every Yankee that's ever played in the pinstripes. Why? Because they stayed from the day they started till the day they retired, unless you're Billy Martin, and then you get traded to Kansas City. Yeah. Exactly. But but my point being is, you know, you talked about. I mean, and, and, and guys like uh, uh, Marisol was traded to to uh, the, the Yankees. But you know, Mantle, DiMaggio, uh, Barra. And then you had uh, before that Ruth and 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 uh, uh, Gehrig. They, they didn't leave the team in football. Bart Starr never left the Green Bay Packers. You know, first Greg left the Packers after a while to come to the Cowboys and played here. But you didn't see players leave and come and go. Name me recently, other than Dirk, one other player that played his entire career in one team. Absolutely. I can name one. Name who is it? Calvin. Yeah, yeah. Played his entire career in that uniform. Pudge can't say that. Pudge, Pudge, after well, he you know because they brought in a rod at two hundred fifty million dollars, they had to cut him. So he went and played for the Marlins, gets a ring, went to Detroit, came uh, went to uh, Houston, came back. You know, so only a player that other than Aikman, Aikman only played ten years. Staubach played ten years. Smith went over and played for the Arizona Cardinals. So did Dorsett. You know, 
But the point I'm making is their entire career, I know they're played, but you say 10 years. Show me a guy played 20 plus. Absolutely. 20-plus, same uniform. Yep. Absolutely. It doesn't happen. Definitely a cornerstone right here as far as basketball. Sure. But you look at, you look at the, the state of Dallas, or, or the, the, the Dallas sports. Sure. Obviously, you know, mini Jerry World that we're at, and Jerry World itself, it's, it's a cowboy town. Uh, really, the other sports, they're just stripped away in reality. They're not really main focus on think well, if you look at the NFL, what it's done over the years now, it's it's every you know, it's not just the football season. It's in the offseason. We're talking football. We're talking Dallas Cowboys. We're talking We didn't used to though. Exactly. And that's where the and technology and people getting more and wanting more access to that kind of stuff. That's the reason why the NBA, the NFL has its own channel and it's running twenty four seven. NBA and uh, and the other sports not so much. Well, they have their own channel, but you're right. Information-wise, not so much. Absolutely. I mean, we're talking draft now for the for the NFL, and the draft is coming up later in the month. We're talking draft now. And when that's over, we're going to talk OTAs. When that's over, we're going to be into summer camp. And when that's over, we're in preseason. Then we're in the season. So, yeah, you're right. We're at 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year, football. You don't get that with baseball. You don't get that with basketball. You certainly don't get that with hockey. You don't get that with almost any other sport um, because – and, and – being in Dallas Fort Worth, if the Cowboys aren't on the front page, it's because another team has done something really spectacular. 1999, it was the Stars winning the Stanley Cup. In 2010 and 2011, it was the Rangers winning the American League pennant. They got not, you know, Cowboys got knocked off the front page above the fold. Other than that, it's the Cowboys above the fold. That's 2011 when the Mavericks won. That's true, too. But, but they – but, Okay, the beginning of the baseball season was the end of basketball season, and that was, you know, and then, the, and then the Rangers took over in October. So they knocked the Cowboys off in October. October. You don't, you don't knock the Cowboys off the front page. Because they are, they are the mainstay. Yeah. Your lights just went up in your studio. That's because I'm not in there. Oh, okay. They're, they're automatic. Yeah. yeah. That's, how you, that's how you say it's winning. Yeah, that's, that, that's my man's room right over there. He's, yeah. That's that's Jerry's little room. Yes. And there's nothing in it, by the way. I've already looked, and I can't see anything. I'm kidding. All there is is a desk and a couple of chairs. Yeah. You've been here for high school football yet? Yeah, and also Big 12 media days. Yep. But calling a high school football game, this is a great atmosphere for that. Not only is it a great atmosphere, it's a great stadium. And Frisco really did a great deal with the Cowboys to make it where they can. And they also use this for graduation, by the way. Just pass that on. Uh, and, and with 11 high schools in the area, uh, <laughs> man, I don't know if this was Dort, and I remember there was one high school, Frisco Raccoons, and I had to change the name of that. But, <laughs> but, but now they got silly names, Heritage, Independence, Centennial. Um, you know, you got silly names now. But in any case, this facility that, whole, that houses this plus they also have done other things other than football. They use they run it for basketball. Conference USA just do their basketball thing. They do it for lacrosse. They do it for um, high school soccer, which is the uh, uh, Rattlers. Uh, the um, former medical staff that was for the Texas Revolution, they're actually they, they're, the, they're the medical staff. Okay. All right. I I, I'm partial to this Baylor Scott White people, and I, and I have personal reasons. Uh, <laughs> Baylor Scott White, and I, I know it's a silly plug, but I'll, I'll bank my, my life on it literally because he saved my life two years ago in Garland. 
Well, no, the, the heart attack was the big one, and and then they, but see, it was Methodist that did the heart surgery. Oh, that's yeah, it was Richardson Methodist. I remember. That's a bad. Memory. That's not a bad memory. Down at the Texas Revolution Championship game. On the 23rd of June, 2017, I can tell you the time, too. Um, it was after the game that we were celebrating on the field, and I walked over. I know uh, for a fact they said, you don't need to be going down. Amanda, Amanda told me not to go down. So, and, but I wanted to be a part of that celebration, and I wanted to be a part of that of that uh, raising of the, of the trophy. But when I got down there, um, I felt I, I started getting lightheaded for some reason, and when I stepped off, uh, I saw my, my producer, Lady A, in my other half, um, was standing off to the far side, and I started walking toward her, and all of a sudden the room started going away, and I hugged her to hold on, and the next thing I know, I'm on my back, and there, and there okay, with everything that happens to me tragically, there's always a side bar of humor. The paramedics come out, and there's a rookie paramedic who is literally trying to put a cuff around my arm to get my blood pressure. Well, as he's doing that, you have to understand, I'm on my back, I'm on the turf, and he has literally got his legs straddled across my arm to put the cuff on. And I looked up, and I see what's happening, and I said, this does not mean we're going steady. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, And then they tried to put these pads on my chest, and I said, I'm not having a heart attack because I knew better. I knew I wasn't having a heart attack. I knew it was blood pressure. And when they did my blood pressure, it was 200 over one something. And so they rushed me to the hospital, and they got that taken care of. But that started the, that literally, that night started the snowball of all the other things that went with my life. So which means, A, I had to go and have a um, nuclear stress test, which, by the way, I now don't have to have a nightlight in my room because my chest still glows. <laughs> and... Uh, it still, yeah, it still glows. And and then they did, uh, they call it, you know, the angioplasty where they where they do the scope in your, and then after that was done, that was in late July, um, my cardiologist comes in and uh, straight face, and, and this guy and I have a good relationship, and we, we can joke about some things. There was no joking on this man's face. He looked at me and he says, two weeks. I said, two weeks for what? And he says, you get a surgery done. You got a widowmaker. Wow. I was 90% clogged in one artery. So... It took me a little longer than two weeks because I had to go through two surgeons, sure. and the second surgeon was the one that got the got the call. And uh, he looked at me, and again, humor behind tragedy. He asked me flat out because I didn't know they were going to do this. They had to take an artery from my arm, and he says, "What hand do you write with?" And I looked at him and said, "I'm ambidextrous, which I am." He says, "But which one's more dominant?" And I said, "Well, I guess my right hand." He says, "Good, we'll take it out of your left arm." I said, "Take what out of my left arm?" He says, "I got to take an artery out of your left arm." And I said, "You got to be kidding me!" And he said, "No," and I said. What's that going to do to my golf game? <laughs> he says, I don't know. What's your handicap? I said, the fact that I play, but you're not telling me what. Yeah. So, so they, took, they took two from the leg, one from the arm, one from behind the chest wall, and uh, I had a quadruple done of all days, September the 11th, 2017, which was nine months, seven days after my original heart attack. Wow. Jeez. And I was back in work in four weeks. I, and I think that's one of the things you're not sure going back. But at the same time, it, it's the radio game. Well, it wasn't just – I I took the entire – I literally from January until the following February when I did the first uh, game right. for the revolution in 2018, I wasn't in the booth. I, I stayed out. I stayed. I didn't do high school football. I didn't do high school basketball. Wow. And that, that probably drove you insane. It drove me nuts. <laughs> People who have been in radio doing what we do, we know exactly. Oh, I'm fighting at the bully, yeah. The first 
first year got the, the, the first year you did the Texas Revolution. I was just walking around. You know, it's a true. It, it is. But you had other jobs to do. I mean, you 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 were a, you were a major hat for for the CIF. Yeah. So. Well, and then we're, and then we're going to vote you in as, as commissioner. Okay. <laughs> I did not promote that. <laughs> but, you know, Some too. No. Um, but, but my first game after the heart attack, because I had the heart attack in January 2017, I did the first game 24th of February 2017, and I was so. The preseason game. I was, and were you in the booth? I was, in the, I was sitting with you. I was just around the area. I looked like I had been shot in the nose. I was bleeding because my because the adrenaline was so jacked up that, and for anybody that knows and has ever had this situation, I had a massive nosebleed. I could not get it to stop bleeding. Well, so did, yeah, and so did Charlie. Yeah, because I had rags everywhere, and I swear to God, it looked like someone got shot. And and my and my broadcast partner Doc, who uh, by the way is not a real doctor, he just plays one on the radio. But Doc uh, was constantly getting up and running to the bathroom to get me more uh, towels for my for my face. And uh, I couldn't wait till that game was over, just so I could go home. <laughs> You're in the booth starting in late August, September for Richardson. RISD, yeah, we're, we're we're back in it. Well, I mean, are you know, or you know, we haven't made the schedule yet. Or this is what uh, April. The schedule for us comes out in May. You you, you choose which one. I, I, I do. Have, you do one team. I do one team. Yeah, so. but that's okay. We have next year, but, but you know it is what it is. I got four teams. Yeah. So, so I have Richardson High School, Burtner, Lake Highlands, and JJ Pierce. And of those four teams, we do kind of. They have two stadiums they play in. They have the Wildcat Ram, which is on the campus of Lake Highlands, and the Eagle Mustang on the campus of Richardson. So we take care of the two stadiums, and they're basically all home games for. The, the teams, and but we pick up because of the way the, the uh, districts are set up, we pick up BISD. So we get Skyline, Marina, WT Wright, and then we get the one Duncanville school. We get Duncanville High School. We do the one game week, and we and we pick and we pick and choose which game we want. And I pick usually the teams that I think will be the most interesting because um, you know Skyline has in the perennial years past have always been a powerhouse. Duncanville obviously last year yeah uh, went to the state semis. Uh, against North Shore out of, uh, out of Houston, which, by the way, real quick, there's a guy that works in the office across the way in that big building over there. Okay. He, he works. Oh, the, you mean the big building over there? On the other side of where we're at right now. Uh, he works for the Dallas Cowboys, but he's a former five-time All-Pro center of the Dallas Cowboys out of North Shore High School in Houston. He's Andre Girard, which I used to do a radio show with. Sim- oh, super guy. Cool, dude. And I met him once, and, and I, I don't know why he hugged me, but he hugged me. And you want to talk about feeling like you're going to be involved in this? Oh, yeah. Six foot five, 240. 320. Yeah. I don't know why he hugged me, but he did. That's what he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's in a lovable booth. That's what I'm trying to say. And there's nothing anybody can say. That thing about him goes to the. Out of Colorado. He went to, to a. This guy could have picked. He's a Buffalo. He could have picked and choose any school he wanted. Chose Colorado. Big time. Is he in the. No, he's not in the ring of honor. Um, I'm I'm lobbying for it. I hope so. I'm lobbying for it. Let, uh, let people know about your network. Obviously, a little bit. I'm 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 a lot more lazier than Dave Michaels here because he he does it and me. I, it's got to be simple or I'm not going to do it anymore. We have we have what is now called the Texas Revolution Radio Network. We have uh, a network of radio stations. We have KPTN, that's our newest one out of Princeton. Yep. 
BGC Sports out of uh, Fort Worth, the uh, Big Game Christian Sports Network, and the North Texas Sports Network, uh, which is uh, our flagship. So, uh, nope, Fishbowl followed me. They, yeah, there was a city of, um, kind of patterned herself after mine. So, big word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mr. Will. Yeah. Rub people the wrong way sometimes, but I... Not many. Not many. Did you meet him? Yeah. I what was the first question I was not to you? What do you mean? What question? What, what was his first question to you? What's your birthday? First one. First question. And not only that... He would tell you everything about it, too. And, and, and not only that... Never forget. No, never. Never forget. Never forget. Never forget. He was he was a waiter, by the way. That was his real job. He worked at a couple of different places. Well, he worked at Cool River. Cool River, that's But before that, he was at Champs. And before that, he was at another location. But you came in as a customer one time. He remembered you the second time you walked in the door and knew what you ate the first time and how you ordered it. See, the man had an incredible memory, and he claims, or claimed, he's passed away, by the way. We're talking about someone who's passed away. He claimed that the clarity for all of this came after he went sober. Well, that yeah. He was, a, he was in New York. He was on the radio for many years. Yeah, New York and, and Washington State, both. Yeah, and uh, he sort of got me into the Texas Revolution. I wasn't even going to go audition for it. He said, you don't, you're stupid. He said, you know what you want to do. And this was being away from Arizona five years out of the book. I was going nuts. My wife said, get the hell out of here. You know, you're right. That's my wife. And then there was fall down. Uh, I was going to do it. They were going to pay me. And then all of a sudden, they weren't going to pay me. And and Willie said, you got your radio show, right? I see him. Put him on the radio show. Go do it. Go have fun. And that's where it, where it all kicked off. So we here. And then, you know, we're in the booth. All of it had a lot to do with William, what we were doing. Do you remember the first four years of the team? First, well, first four years of the revolution. When you, when you, so five years total. And we got the fifth year, the Texas, uh, North Texas Sports Network picked up the fifth year. And that was the year they won the championship. And I almost, I really felt really bad for Sonny. Because I would really, because I think you should, because that, you were behind the mic for so many years. I know, but but, but, to be, but to be behind the microphone when the final gun sounds, the final whistle is blown, and the score you have more than they do, and you can you literally, and I'm sorry, Chuck Cooperstein, I'm seeing your line, plant your flag on the top of the CIF. I understand. And so, so my question is, is, how long did you think about what you were going to say if they won that game? Never thought about it. Radio guys don't because they just shoot it off the, it, it's been doing it as long as we have. It goes right up off the top here. Sure. There are too many guys that try that, but they try to say, oh, if they win, I'm going to say this. And it's like, it doesn't work, and it doesn't work. It doesn't sound natural either. So yeah. like, uh, my wife says, well, what are you going to say? So I'm, they have a clue. And, I, and not only that, I don't care. I'm going to just say what it is at that time. Most of the times, my, my signature line has always been put it in history books. And it's a signature line of mine. So, you know, um, I've, I've said put it in the wind column, which is an homage to Mark Holtz, uh, who used to say, hello, wind column. Uh, but, you know, put this one in the history books is usually my signature line. But when they won a championship, 
it, it just takes on its own little life of its own, and you follow it. And that's the second team I've done a championship call for. The the first one was the uh, Texas Collegiate League, and the uh, and the Capel Copperheads. Oh yeah. So, uh, which is the reason I wear the ring? Yes. Twenty eleven. Yep. Twenty eleven was magical around here. Oh, yeah. And the Cowboys didn't make the playoffs. Right. Granted, they didn't go anywhere. But they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. I remember that. We think about Cowboys. I mean, just by default, they're going to probably win the division because if you look at the other three teams, they are the same team. Well, New York is, New York is not anywhere close to the same team now that, o, uh, that uh, Odell Beckham's gone. Yeah, and I think he's on his last leg soon. Uh, as far as the, the Redskins are concerned, they get a new quarterback, but how good is he now, and is that front line going to protect him? You got the Eagles. The Eagles, they got rid of Nick Hurts. You know, he's he's bye bye. And so, if anything, God forbid, happens to uh, to Carl Wentz, you, they get back up there. No, they're looking for one. They're looking for one. Uh, so, you know, there's there's that question mark. Cowboys, I think. They're in good shape. I want to see what happens in the draft. I want to see if they get an impact player in the draft. Yeah, they don't have a first because – no. No, I don't think there's, – when there's nothing there. As far, and there's nothing to trade and on your end. from what I hear, they got, they got their eye on a guy that is probably a second or third round. Exactly. So, uh, same thing with Frederick. If you look at Frederick mm-hmm. – Wrapped him up, everybody was shocked. They hopped up for the first round to get him. Obviously, turned out to be the right back. Um, but yeah, kid out of Wisconsin. Second, early third, if I remember. The On the board. Yeah. They're like, no, that's my. Well, well, do you know why? Do you know why? You can't run an offense without the guy in the middle. Absolutely. If you don't have the guy in the middle, and Ashland Day, he'll tell you the same thing. He's, he's the quarterback on that front line. He's the one that calls the signals, not the quarterback. Quarterback, the quarterback's calling the play for the guy behind him, not for the guy sitting on him. So, um, Frederick got the right – I mean, that was the right guy for the right time. And same with the linemen. You can't win championships. I mean, I know it's defensive wins a championship and offense puts points on the boards. But you can't get the points on the boards unless you got the guys on the front line, the big uglies, that can do the job for you. And I've said it many times. When the Dallas Cowboys have the first round draft pick, you need to get them offensive line. They drive me dust when they don't because that's what this team is really based on. Right. I remember how many times they've gotten defensive backs and go, what the hell. So. And I just looked at him, my eyes came out of my head, and I said, 
You really call Tony Romo the princess? And he says, not to his face. So, so fast forward. We're doing a show with the former indoor team that played at AAC called the Dallas Desperados. There was a young man that was probably one of the greatest quarterbacks, one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever suited up in the indoor league. His name was Clint Bozell. Clint was, I said one. I didn't say one. I said one. Clint, Clint, by the way, now the head coach for for uh, the Philadelphia Soul still. Oh, really? Still. Three championships, by the way. So, in any case, he, um, so Clint is one of our guests. Well, Andre and Clint worked out together. They were their workout buddies out, out in the Day Valley Ranch. So, we have Clint on the air. Andre hears the show, and he pops up and out of nowhere. And he comes in, he sits down, and he retells the story about the princess. Here's Clint Dozell looking right at me, and he's looking at – because, you know, I allowed him to come on the air. So he's looking right at me, and he's going, I hate you guys. <laughs> he goes, he goes I, I, guess, uh, I guess I can't wear my tutu. And I looked at him and said, why? Is a 442 big for you? <laughs> he looked me right in the eye, and I was doing sideline reporting for the time Warner at the time, which means I sat in the end zone. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the end zone most of the time for sideline reporting, right? He looked at me, and he says, I'm going to drill you. So here's that Saturday game. I'm sitting in the end zone. It's first down and goal from the five, and he reared back, and I knew he wasn't even close to the receiver, and he drilled it. And I moved my head out of the way at the last second because I realized what he had just done. And he looks at me, and he gives me the shirt of the shoulder, and the hands are over. He goes, what are you going to do? Many years in the business, yes. there are many stories behind it. They're great stories. You've done more sports than I have, but, uh, uh, but again, you know, the radio business is a fun business. It is. How, and that's, that's what I, I was telling everybody. I said, you know, once I retire, you know, I'll probably still stay in the booth or doing something within radio because this is not a real work. They're going to bury me with, 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 a headphone, with a headphone on. And, and my tombstone's going to say, put it in the history book. These days, Michael, you know, guys been around this area here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area covering high school, you know, all the, all the big names as well. He does, he, you even come down, you know, for the special events that happen like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got Barry Nelson coming up in May. And uh, you also did the Red, uh, Red River uh, Showdown. Right. I did. I did the uh, yeah, that team uh, from north of here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't well, well, I watched him play at, at Allen. He was the real deal as far as that's concerned. But I think he really messed himself up. Should have played baseball. Oh, I see. And that's. I was wondering about that. I mean, you want to talk about? We're talking about Kyler Murray, by the way. Yeah. I don't see it. I just don't. But then again, everybody. The corner is five foot nine, but I know for a fact he's five eight. So five nine in cleats. Maybe it has a couple, you know, lift or something inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But those are the ones that surprise you. See, and, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting. If Cliff comes back, there's something a little bit good for him. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another short. We can probably do hours and up hours and up and hours on that as well. So that's good stuff. Dave Michaels, always Thank you. Always a pleasure. You'll be next door in, in during the game, won't you? I figured as much. <laughs> 
We're coming to you live from the star out of Frisco. We're at the Dallas Cowboys home offices as the Texas Revolution will be taking on the Amarillo Venom at 1 o'clock. We're just here a little bit early like all radio guys are. We'll take the quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show in our 10th year, our 10th episode. We'll be back after this. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggies Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300, or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are, as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend, Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. 
Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation, restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about perfection body sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. Are you ready? Hey, thank you. Tell us what to do. You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masses. Break it down! Hold on, there's the reason why I didn't have. I turned off two mutes. How you doing? Are you there, Cuervo? I'm here, Sonny. Uh, yeah, I had two mutes. I had the phone mute and the microphone mute. I double muted myself. I better not do that anymore. How you doing? So we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Bring back in. Uh, we have Dave Michaels. We did what is called a filler, and Dave Michaels is always good for that. Has been in the radio business for many, many years. And we got back on the uh, co-host of the program. It is Cuervo. Cuervo, you all set and ready to rock and roll? Ready to knock this out? I am, Sonny, as long as we don't we don't pull a Cuervo and mute ourselves, we'll be good to go. Yeah, as long as we don't do that. Let's hop back. Let's go to the Steelers because this is a big story now. I mean, all the hoopla is going out. Guys are saying, man, I'm sick and tired of it and sick and tired of it. And, you know, you got a guy that is obviously butthurt that left this uh, the squad, Cuervo, because I'll tell you, I, this is probably the first time I've seen something to this magnitude where it is at. As the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously, they're that franchise that, you know, is that storied franchise, that kind of thing going on. 
and we got a butthurt wide receiver who, if it wasn't for Ben Roethlisberger, wouldn't be who he is. I'm sorry. You can say whatever you want about his talent, but someone's got to throw him the football. In this case, it was Ben Big Ben Roethlisberger, so he's lucky he had them. Not only that, he was targeted more times last year than he was, so I'm trying to figure out what this guy's dissatisfaction is regarding this football team. Is it because he didn't get the money and he's finding different excuses to pout and play around? What is, so I'll just ask it. What is Antonio Brown's problem? He's not the center of attention, Sonny, and that's, that's what all wide receivers want, to be the center of attention. And what really set him off was the fact that, like I mentioned earlier, Juju Smith-Schuster was named the MVP of the season for the football team. I'll tell you, if anybody should be mad about that, I think you can make an argument that Ben Roethlisberger should be mad about that. A yeah. guy like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like a guy like T.J. Watt should be mad about that. You know, guys like that 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 put up big numbers for the team this year, uh, this past year. Those are the guys that should be upset. I mean, Antonio Brown is the last one that should be getting mad about that because, look, there there's no there's no debate that he is a top three receiver in the in the league right now. Yeah. Anytime you talk about top receivers in the NFL, it's going to be him. It's going to be Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr. Those are the those are the three guys that you're always going to get an argument for. So, with that being said, I mean, the, the fact that he's in that conversation, no matter what you're talking about when it comes to receivers, what are you what are you upset about, man? Yes. Let your let your play yeah, it, do the talking for you, and he fails to to do that. So. You know, he has to take it that extra step and make it a point that, you know, oh, that he was, you know, the, the, the most important person on the team and he was this and he was that and and, and blaming other other guys for why the, the Steelers didn't make the playoffs this year. And, you know, we can, uh, we can go back and forth about why they didn't make the playoffs this year. I mean, there's games that they should have won and they didn't, um, you know, game I mean, number you one. go back to the tie. I mean, game, yeah, week one, they tied with the Cleveland Browns, who thought, you know, at yep. the time we thought wasn't really going to do anything. And so is that is that Juju's fault? No. It's not Antonio Brown's fault either. The point is they didn't win that game, and games like that came back to haunt them come week 16, week 17. So Antonio Brown's just mad, saying because, yeah, because he didn't get paid by the Steelers. And yep. You know, he got traded away for, what, a third-round pick, fourth-round pick, whatever it was. And I guess the Steelers felt that he that's all he was worth. Yeah, and in his mind, he was dis, um, you know, disrespected. And, you know, so – and that's the reason why you get this nonsense that's going on. And Rashard Mendehal, he should – he this this guy shouldn't talk. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I know why he did what he did, but the simple fact of the matter is Rashard Mendenhall needed to be a part of this whole situation, like he needed a whole head, which in turn created more drama and more things that are going on. And frankly, the Steelers, you know, right now, you look at it. You take a look, you take care of 
of Antonio Brown, not on this football team. Uh, Bell, not on this football team. Who were the biggest headaches on this football team in reality? Or the biggest divas or the biggest, you know, pains in the asses? Two of them are gone. I look for the Steelers to have a successful season because hopefully everybody will be happy. Uh, Then Juju obviously will be the number one uh, for right now unless they do something here in free agency or something happens at the draft where they'll end up getting that guy. But at the same time, you look at this whole situation and how it works out. I think this is the best thing that could happen to the Steelers. A couple of reasons why. Number one, you got rid of those. But number two, we'll find out really what the situation is with Mike Tomlin. Is he the guy, Is he the coach that can t- get back and get the respect of his team? Because we've talked about it on this show, Cuervo. I don't necessarily think guys, players, respect this guy. So you've got that problem right there. So a lack of respect coming from the big, you know, the head spot on game day, that's what you don't need as a franchise. And when you're a storied franchise like the Steelers, you can't have that going on. No, absolutely not, Sonny. You cannot have that going on. And, you know, I think this is going to be the most challenging year for Mike Tomlin just because of not just the lack of – you know, talent that's on the team now, now that you lost two all-pro guys on the offensive side. But this is the year where Mike Tomlin has to really repair things that were broken last year and during the offseason with all the talk about Ben Roethlisberger's a racist. Are you freaking kidding me right now? Like, Yeah, that's the – You're right. Rashard Mendenhall has no business saying anything stupid like that. And quite frankly, like – you know, it's not like Rashard Mendenhall was a Hall, Hall of Fame running back. So, for him to sit yep. there and open his mouth about a, a future Hall of Fame quarterback, give me a break, dude. Like, yeah, I forgot. About and I'll be straight up just in case you I didn't know, Cuervo, you know that that story, you know, got put to where it's at, and I and. The, the simple fact, I, you know, when I was looking at it, reading the whole thing, and obviously he says, obviously Ben's not a racist, but you know, you, you know, it, it's a if someone says it, then you are one nonsense, and I, I'm tired of that because that's one of the problems that that, that goes on. Whether it's this league, it's a football, basketball, whatever. The only reason why it becomes it becomes a story is someone else outside of it trying to do whatever they're trying to do. I'm just trying to figure out what the angle that Richard Mendenhall is trying to play here. Is he trying to seriously, in reality, be a guy that will try to help people? see reason or not. I just don't see it. I just think I see a guy who's been on football and just wanted his name up in lights for some reason. So you have that whole situation there. So lots of, you know, I, I don't know, Cuervo. There's going to be a lot of things that a lot of people are going to have to answer to regarding that situation. And if, and I'll say this straight out, if the head coach of this football team is smart. He should just keep his mouth shut and not even entertain it anymore because it, it, it's going to be something that will rear its ugly face all the time. Uh, but it, it, they need a successful season. I think they need a season where they at least go into the second round, Cuervo, in order to you know look at the season and say, hey, we have some kind of success going on here. Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not like it's not like they haven't had success, you know, recently. I mean, just just a, you know, two years ago, uh, the year before last, they were in the AFC Championship game. So it's not like yep, 
they've been hitting a, a streak of not making the playoffs and stuff like that. But I, what I do think they need, though, is a very huge bounce-back type of year um, after not making the playoffs this past year. A lot of talk about the Cleveland Browns, and everybody's hyped up about them and all that stuff. And I think this is a great opportunity for the Steelers to just business and, you know, find themselves uh, right there in the, in the division with, you know, whether it's going to be Cleveland or Baltimore. I noticed we didn't mention yep. Cincinnati there, but Aside from that, um, I think I think this is a great opportunity for the Steelers. What needs, I, what I think needs to happen though is Mike Tomlin just needs to come out and just and just settle the score right now. Just come out and, and there's nothing else to say. Everybody, shut your damn mouth. All right, it's only let's April. Football. So and, and let's focus on let's focus on you know July, getting into OTAs, getting into training camp. Focus on the draft. Like, let's just let's just focus on business. All right. No more of this outside drama. Don't respond to it. If anybody else tries to say something, just leave it alone and worry about this this team, the your fellow teammates to left to the right of you, and get ready for next season. That's it. Yeah. Once he says that, that should be it. Nothing else. Don't say anything else. Forget about it. And that and that will help them. I mean, you just concentrate on football. That's what we always say. Just shut up and play football. Well, it's time for the Steelers to start doing that. That having been said, you look what's going on in the NFL. Big signing in reality for the Miami or Miami Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they go ahead and they pin down Adam Thien. Uh, a, they agree, well, not in pin. They agree in principle. And, of course, that principle can always change. But four-year, $64 million contract for the wide receiver uh, for that football team. Uh, you know, I don't know. Minnesota has got a lot of work to do as, obviously, they play in the NFC North. They got Green Bay and the Chicago Bears to contend with. They need the guys like this. I don't think it's enough in reality, though, Cuervo. They need a couple of more things to happen for Minnesota. Uh, but I, I have to admit, I'm very interested in the NFC North this year um, because mainly the, t- the team I did not mention in reality, where are the Detroit Lions going to be? Second year with their new head coach, will they be successful? What did they learn in their first year? And will the Detroit Lions make the NFC North a little bit interesting, more so than it's already going on there with Green Bay and Chicago? And let's see, did I lose him or is he on mute? Let me hit that button. He is on. I muted him. He called right back in. He must have dropped off. There you go. Back there, Quay. We're sorry about that. Yeah, that's my apology, son. You know, I, I hit the uh, hang-up button on accident. But, uh, no, I think the Detroit Lions are going to be you know, right there in the mix with, with the Bears and with Minnesota. I think Green Bay is a team that's out, and it's not because I'm a Packer hater. I just think with all the stuff going on in Green Bay, uh, all the turmoil and you know Aaron Rodgers drama and him already not liking the new coach and all this other sort of stuff. I think I think it's going to be a disaster, you know, for the Green Bay Packers and uh, really? it's you know. You don't think yeah, yeah I really think going to be able to pull him back into it. No, I don't. I I, I honestly don't. Um, just because of all the all the all the, the, the negative, you know. Uh, the negative things that have been coming out about him 
Uh, I really think yes. it's going to affect his his mentality. And but it could now it could also backfire, and it could add fuel to the fire, and, and Aaron could come out and have an MVP type season. So I mean, it could work either way. I just think that uh, you know Aaron Rodgers is a guy that that wears his emotions on his sleeve, and it's going to show next season. So I think Green Bay is going to have. The same type of year they did, it's not even worse. Uh, but uh, I think Detroit's fine. Um, I do think that they need some more playmakers at the receiver sure position. They do. Um, Absolutely. I think they have a. I think they have a solid running game with uh, Lickner Blunt, and now they have C.J. Anderson, who they signed. That's a good sign. You know, combo of uh, you know Thunder and more Thunder. <laughs> so I mean, it's a very power you know power heavy type uh, uh, run game that they're going to be that they're going to be doing it's, it ain't no Barry Sanders I'll tell you that right now it's a total opposite well so, it remind you know uh, what it reminds me of it reminds me of the running games back in the in the 90s they had that that bruising uh, running backs back in the 90s and the early 2000s so that's what it reminds me of which obviously I'm a very big fan of I love bruising bruising type uh, games in reality it's a physical game so uh, they'll definitely be there I agree but they definitely need some help in the wide receiver position they're going to have to get some help there uh, to get that portion for them so they start with it with Ian I don't necessarily know if it's the you know it's not the best signing in the world, let's be honest. Um, but a uh, sim- simple thing uh, for them, they just got to get better, Cuervo. So um, other things yeah. that are going I, on I, in the NFL. Go ahead, Cuervo. I was just saying, I was just going to say, I thought it was a good re-sign to get keep Adam Thielen in, in oh, Minnesota. No, good re-sign. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the Vikings are smart to not let him walk because, I mean, he had a, he had a monster season. So, you got it. You well, have did to he have a monster around. season in reality, Cuervo? They just oh, didn't yeah. have anybody else to throw the football to. I mean, um, it's, it's they, not like this guy is that solidified number one wide receiver that you have on your football team. I think he is now. I think he is now. Look, and isn't that well, no they, they pay, they're going to pay him like he is. Yeah, well, then I think they did. But I mean, and that's no disrespect to Stephon Diggs. Just, he's a, he's a, he's a great talent too. Uh, I just think that you can do more with a guy like an Adam Thielen because uh, he he can he can run. You know, he's got the size to to get you uh, first downs on short routes, but he also has just enough speed to where he can burn you. Uh, you know, on the on the long ball. So, you know, with Diggs, I think he he's a, he's a smaller frame. Can't really do a whole lot with him uh, in, in the shorter game. Uh, you know he he he'll get beat up, but uh, but he definitely has the speed to go deep. So I just think I think Thielen is a little bit more versatile, maybe not as athletic and talented as Dix, uh, but I think you can do more with an Adam Thielen than you can with Stephon Diggs. I agree. They're more versatile and things of that sort. You'll exactly. see Diggs on that sideline. Uh, you'll see him in the middle of the field. So it's good signing without question. Some more news, you know, uh, the Packer legend dies in the stuff. Say whatever you want about the four string. Uh, it, it may not have been the thing, but you know what? The simple fact of the matter is this is a guy that is, was a cornerstone as far as what you talk about Packers, you know, and he was part of that cornerstone. Uh, lost there in Green Bay uh, for them, uh, so um, they got to look at that. But 
the other news that came out, Cuervo, in reality, just this past, uh, just I think it was yesterday, before yesterday, the Panthers make a move. We talked about the Panthers needing to be able to get a guy that some, you know, some quarterback by the name of Cam Newton to throw to. Well, they go out and get former wide receiver uh, Chris Hogan uh, paid, played for the New England Patriots. They got him for a one-year contract. The, the, the contract details were not put out there, Cuervo, but I think this is not maybe – let's, let's just say he's not that number one, um, but he can be a good number two, number three for you. I think the Panthers are still in dire need of that number one, but getting Hogan to sign up on it, at least it's a name, and the guy who's caught some footballs from a pretty good quarterback. Uh, yeah, a really good quarterback. <laughs> a great quarterback. Uh, the greatest of all the time quarterback. quarterback. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, congratulations to the Panthers. I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, he's not a he's not a dominant number one wide receiver, but he is dependable, and I think he brings a lot to the table just, just based off of what he has learned in New England from a Tom Brady. Uh, bring that to the Carolina Panthers, and I think you've got yourself, uh, you know, a viable – uh, guy that, that Cam Newton can throw to. So um, that's a good pickup by Carolina. I don't know how much they paid him, uh, but uh, I think that, you know, bring him in for a one year and, and see what he can do for your football team. If, if he improves the team, then, you know, you look into getting him another year or two. If it doesn't work out, then, I mean, that's the great thing about one-year contracts. You, you have him for the one season and, and you let him go. Yep. But if he has a monster season, you're going to have to pay for it. But we'll see what ends up happening there. Exactly. Some more NFL news. Running over there. Sterling Shepard is now the man in New York receiving, you know, the wide receiver. So the question would be, after a four-year, $41 million extension for the 25-year-old, remember he came out of Oklahoma you know, you know they're they're putting a lot of weight on the young man's shoulders, but and, and I think out of all the years that you know he might be able to get get away with me being mediocre will be this year in reality. Cuervo, you take a look at Eli Manning. Of course, everybody knows how I feel about Eli Manning. Uh, he's just not the guy. He's not ready Love. to be the you know. To, but. Shepard is going to get a break for his first year uh, until they bring in somebody at the quarterback position where he'll earn his money on the final three years because I don't expect mm-hmm. to see Eli Manning in the Giants uniform after this upcoming season. Well, uh, we'll see about that, Sonny. I don't know if uh, any other team is going to be willing to take on uh, the demands that Eli Manning is going to have or trade for him. So I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of disagree that he's going to be on any other team. I think if Eli Manning's not a New York Giant, uh, he retires. That's just my opinion. So Interesting. That, that's, that's what I see happening. Yeah, I don't see it. I see him a little bit different than his brother. I see that he goes to a different football team but just won't have the success. I mean, I, I, I hate that. And I hope he does. For his sake, because if he goes to another team and becomes that mediocre guy that he has been for the last five years, let's just talk. I mean, in reality, when you think about that whole situation about what's going on in New York, listen, if he goes to another team and and stinks up the joint like he's already doing in New York, can we finally say that? I mean, I've already, already been told I'm not allowed to say that Eli Manning sucks now, still yet. 
And I'm like, why? How many more years? I mean, when was the last time we seen Eli Manning be anything but a bust for the last six, seven years, Cuervo? I mean, last time they won the Super Bowl. After that, and they're lucky to win that Super Bowl, we, we haven't seen Eli Manning be that guy that you turn your franchise over and say to yourself, my gosh, I am glad we got this guy. Right now they have nobody. And you want to talk about a team that's going to have to make a, a, a splash in, in the draft and or free agency at the quarterback position. It's got to be the Giants or they are in a hell of a lot of trouble because this year I know you can't predict injuries. They say you shouldn't predict injuries. This is the year. I mean, Eli Manning has been pretty much healthy. This, you know, this is the time that you'll see maybe go down. And if you are not ready for that situation in reality at this point of his career, the, the New York Giants need to get their heads examined. They need to find a quarterback. And if it's not the guy that's going to uh-huh. lead you for the next, you know, five, six, seven years, at least get a name to where you can depend upon an arm or someone who knows what the hell they're doing in a backup role. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, we always talk about it. You know, the, the backup quarterback is, is always one of the most important things that you need to have on your football team. So um, being able to live by that is, also, is definitely a good thing. And I think if Eli's willing to be that guy, uh, once you know, his time in New York is up, and then, of course, you know, he'll he'll probably wind up being on another team, like you mentioned. But I don't know. It's just – I always go back to uh, refusing to play for the Chargers, and it just makes me think that if he did it then, why would he change now and say, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll play for this team or, or whatever the case. So, I don't know. That's, that's why I just kind of think that maybe either he's a giant or he just doesn't play anymore. That's why I think that. Yeah, I, it, there's, there's a lot of stuff in it. where it will go. That'll be the big question. Eli landing point, if he does. That's, so next year will be a real interesting watch, especially in the offseason regarding the Manning brother. That being said, also, that's the name of this show. Aaron Rodgers is standing behind the statements that he made on Monday. He says that, and, and I really – find this kind of stupid, but I'm going to bring it up anyway, Cuervo. You look at Aaron Rodgers, and you know, when he was at the uh, facility, they were having some uh, workouts and stuff like that, but uh, Rodgers went ahead and met with reporters and said that he's standing by the statement that he made on Monday, of which he called the article about the damaged relationship between him and the former head coach, that being Mike McCarthy, is a smear job. I, you know, listen, I, I don't know how I feel about that, Cuervo. You know, parts of me going, I, I, I want to know what Aaron Rodgers is thinking is here. First of all, why is he even, even addressing that issue anymore? That's done. It's over with. He's not the coach anymore. And just continuing to talk about it just makes me feel like, you know, what, what the hell are you doing here? I thought, and I'll put it out there, Cuervo, I thought Aaron Rodgers was smarter than this. You would think so, but again, like I said, he's a very emotional person. He wears it on his sleeve, and and this is this is proof right here. I mean, he's letting yes. some you know story that can't be confirmed or denied that and irrelevant. He, uh, yeah, it was, and he's letting it get to him. So right there, just proves you might that, have a point. 
You might have a that point. He's a very, he's an emotional dude. So, um, that's I mean, what, what they say. He, he, what they say? Go up and put on your big girl panties. I mean, what the hell? I mean, geez, Louise. Uh, out of all the people that shouldn't be talking in the off season, it should be him. Especially with the situation regarding Mike McCarthy. Frankly, he should be very thankful that Mike McCarthy is not the head coach of this football team. And maybe, just maybe, they might be able to move forward. But let's be honest, they did not do a great job in getting a uh, head football coach for this football team. And as much as I like LaFleur because he's an indoor guy, and of course Sonny is that indoor guy, you know, I love this thing, but at the same time, it was horrible. I mean, not granted. So, I don't know what the setup here is, Cuervo, but I feel a setup, a setup coming for LaFleur to be the scapegoat if something goes wrong here as well. What do you think? Uh, well, I mean, somebody's got to be the scapegoat, right? And Yep. Hey. You know, <laughs> it just so happens. The GM at the Raiders, there you go. It, right, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's how it goes. You know, somebody's got to be the fall guy, so. Yeah, the fall guy never never fails out there. So, but hey, speaking of the Raiders, Cuervo. Now, I don't know if this means anything to you. They resigned the restricted free agent Jalen Richard. Uh, originally joined the Raiders as an undrafted free agent. Um, uh, so that having been said, they signed. I mean, I I think the guy's got talent. I'm not. Uh, I don't know what the terms were there, but I think this is a good pickup. I mean, they need stability and bringing in a bunch of guys that have not been on this team is not the best idea, in my opinion. Keeping somebody who's familiar with what's going on, um, I think this is a, a pretty good idea for them to keep this guy. Well, I mean, he's a versatile guy, so I mean, they, you can you can put him in a lot of different places to uh, you know, make plays for you, so I think it's a good signing, too. Again, I mean, as long as you don't overpay for certain, you know, for guys like that, and, um, exactly. Then I, I definitely think it's something that is worth your 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 time and your, and your money is to keep guys like a Jalen Richard on your football team. Yeah, and, and stability. I mean, since they don't have a running game, and he's really right there. Um, you know, this is huge for him to make a statement and be able to maybe get the contract that maybe he might be looking for. Because let's be honest, it's obviously not the contract that he wants. Uh, one-year deal, um, mm-hmm. so you know he wants that. Long, he, he wants a long-term deal, just like anybody else. But you're going to have to put it out on the football field in reality. So that having been said, since we are at the Dallas Cowboys facility, Cuervo, let's go to the big news that's here in Dallas. Of course, we talked about Lawrence uh, getting the signed hundred-five million dollar deal. It's Dak Prescott's turn. And we're, we were kind of briefly talking about it last year. I'm expecting the, I'm expecting the money to be around $25 million, uh, each season for Dak Prescott. I'm hearing big numbers being thrown around like 30. Here's my thinking, and, and this uh-huh. is just from what I think I know about the Dallas Cowboys and what I think I know about Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott feels like he has fallen, you know, my dad used to use the expression, and I'll use it here, cut a 
bat hog in the ass in reality when you think about his position with the Dallas Cowboys and what he's been able to do for the last two years. I think this is a guy that will go a little bit less in money, Cuervo. So 25 compared to 30 million. I, it, you know, granted, we, when we say this, it sounds stupid. We're only talking five million bucks here. I think he leaves that off the table. I think he signs for a lot less because he wants the stability of being that quarterback. And maybe he works a deal that shows that. Every place I'm, else I'm hearing, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I think that he's got some mad love for this football team um, and wants to stay here and he will take less. What do you think about Dak Prescott? Where do you think he ends up? Well, I think he stays a Dallas Cowboy. I don't think there's any doubt well, about that. I, I, he's going to he stay come... in Dallas. He ain't going nowhere. But what do you think the number's going to be? Um, honestly, it's, it's, it just really depends on what the market is at that time. I mean, it could be anywhere from 27 to, believe it or not, I would say maybe even a touch over 30, maybe 31 or wow. know, 30 and a half, something like that. If, if the Cowboys are that committed to Dak Prescott, they're going to pay him and, and they're going to take whatever, they're going to do whatever it takes and however much it takes to make sure that he is a Dallas Cowboy for life, so uh, just like, I would think just so. like how they took care of Troy Aikman. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, the, the, the mad love there. But who's the better quarterback? Is it Dak Prescott or is it Russell Wilson? I mean, because both of these guys are you know going to be in the money, as we always say. All right. Well, so, who's the better quarterback? Well, I mean, obviously, Russell Wilson's had the better you know career so far. And resume, uh, yeah, right who, now he's got a resume anyway. I mean, he has a ring, so. Um, yep. But who do I think is more talented or who would I rather have? Who's more deserving of $30 million bucks? Is it Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson? <laughs> right now. <laughs> I heard that deep sigh there, Cuervo. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say right now. With all the crap that Russell Wilson's had to go through up there in Seattle and, and everything that they're doing to him and, and the team, everything that he's had to endure up there in, in Seattle, I think he's more, quote-unquote, deserving, which I don't like that word, but he's more deserving as of right now of that, of that money. Who do I think is going to be the better talent eventually? I, would, I don't know. I, I would say Dak probably edges him out in some things just because he's a taller guy. Um, and I think he's got a little bit better arm talent, but uh, as far as IQ, who's the smarter guy, I think Russell Wilson's smarter. I just think Dak, Dak has the, the talent set, the skill set to be able to make more plays than a Russell Wilson can. Interestingly enough, I you know, you know, I, I think Russell Wilson is definitely the and I like Dak Prescott. Don't get me wrong, okay. I think Dak Prescott obviously uh, he's been in the league now. He's got his team to the playoffs twice. You know, you know, more so than any other quarterback in reality. When you look back up on the history of the Dallas Cowboys, of course, they're all about the championship and everything else. But you got to start somewhere. And you look at what Dak Prescott's done over the years. I mean, everybody should have a love affair and Dak Prescott. And I'm going to tell you the fandomonium that's in this town. 
does not necessarily have that love affair for Dak Prescott. Let me just let everybody know that it's not necessarily there. Um, so, um, because this is a player that gets criticized for blowing his nose wrong. I'm telling you. So, you know, I think he is just a year away of, uh, well, let me rephrase that. I think he's one bad year away from everybody hoping this guy gets lost. And, and that's a horrible thing because when you look at the talent of Dak Prescott and what he's done for the Dallas Cowboys, which has put them in a position where they're actually in favored in reality. You look at the NFC East right now, the, the Giants aren't there. Let's just be honest. Washington, they're not there. The only other team that's going to be there, they better hope that their quarterback stays healthy um, because Carson Wentz not being healthy is going to be the worst thing that happened. First two years, he's gone down, not in the playoffs. Now, if go, now that their uh, their Nick Foles is gone, what are they going to do in the backup position? So this is a football team in Philadelphia that needs to make sure that their quarterback stays uh, healthy so they can stay in contention. I think you know we talked about in the years past where the Indianapolis Colts by default was going to be the uh, AFC champ, uh, AFC South champions. I think you're looking at this year just by default. We're looking at the Dallas Cowboys in reality, you know, right there winning this division. Be, you know, pretty much by default. I don't know. I, I mean, I think obviously the I think the Eagles are still a contending team in that division, but but I think Dallas. Why? I think they're well. I mean, you have you have uh, Carson Wentz, who is still a you know top notch quarterback. Now the only thing is, can he stay healthy? That's that's yep. that's the problem that you have. So is the big in Philadelphia. If if he can't stay healthy, the the Eagles are in trouble, because guess who's not there anymore? Mr. Nick Foles to bail you out. Yep, and that's that's a big deal. So, um, I think there's there's um, I don't want to call it high risk high reward with the Eagles, but I think if if they're a team that doesn't get hit with injuries, um, I think they're a team that can still contend in, in the NFC East with uh, with Dallas. Uh, the Giants and the Redskins, they're not doing anything this year, in my opinion. But I think it's going to come down to Dallas and Philly when it comes to that division. So we shall yep. see. But I, I think, think Dallas has the – I think they have a little bit of an edge right now over the Philadelphia Eagles just because of the fact that they lost Nick Foles. And I know that sounds silly, but I'm telling you, I mean, why, why should I not believe – why should I not believe that Carson Wentz won't get hurt again? Yeah, absolutely. And not only so. that, look at the momentum that the Cowboys have had with their <clears throat> signings and everything else. They're getting their guys and they're getting, you know, the DeMarcus Lawrence. They're going to put him under the knife so he can be ready for the beginning of the year. They get their guy and they, they've been getting their guys. Next one's going to be Zeke and, and um, yeah, or mark that. Next one's going to be Dak and then it's going to be Zeke because they can keep Zeke up underneath that fifth year. Um, but everybody seems to be happy. And the key for the Dallas Cowboys is to keep that key personnel out on the football field week in and week out, like you said. So injuries are something that they're going to have to watch out for. But right now, you look at the East right now, I think the Dallas Cowboys definitely have it. And it's not because we're here at Mini Jerry World at the Star in Frisco. 
in Dallas, Texas. It's just the, you look at the talent level and what's going on and whether or not it, you, we say it all the time, you're only going to be as good as your quarterback. I'll take you to it. And if Carson Wentz can't keep himself healthy, you know, in his third year, um, it's going to be a very interesting year and a very interesting uh, team to watch this year to see how they actually answer that, those questions moving forward into this uh, season. So, um, well, Cuervo, exactly. um, I'm going to give I'm going to give the last portion. And I do have to bail because I'm already getting league business uh, texts and things that I do need to answer. I was glad I was at least able to get on for a couple hours here. Is there anything else you want to jump on before we get on out of here and we pick it up then next Sunday? Um, I know we mentioned the, the Masters very, very briefly. Um, are you going to be paying any attention if you get a chance to, or do you just straight out not care? <laughs> well, no. It, it, if I was in the position where I could, Cuervo, which is unfortunate today because I, I would watch it. And Cuervo, it's just like you said, why are you watching the Masters anyway unless – Tiger is going to be in there or someone's going to run away with it. It's the only two that I would end up watching. But right now in the PGA, they don't have that name that can run away with it right now, Cuervo. So that's the difference. Uh I mean, if someone could run away with it, whether it's Spieth, whether it's Ernie, well, Ernie Ells is not going to be doing it anymore. Uh, But you, you get my point. No one's going to run away with this right now. And the only one that anybody wants to see if it can happen is Tiger Woods. And then the big question will be, if he manages to pull this off, what's, what's next for a Tiger Woods, Cuervo? I mean, in reality, I mean, you obviously got to look at him as the favorite in reality when you move forward into the next major tournament. Oh, of course you do. And I, and I think, I think Tiger, Tiger Palooza will happen again. If he does win ah, today, exactly. every, you know, he's going to be the favorite to win the next, you know, two or three major tournaments. Uh, he's going to be a guy that, that, uh, you know, will, I don't know if he'll get his sponsors back. I don't know if I want to go that far, but I think he's going to start getting the attention again that we're used to, or that we were used to seeing Tiger get. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that it could really help his career, you know, him, at the, towards the end of his career, a, a, a lot, a whole lot. So we'll see. But I'm I'm going to be pulling for him. I honestly, I'm going to be pulling for him. I, I'm going to pull for him, definitely. I mean, why not? I mean, it's been long enough. I mean, so forgive the guy and let's see if he can get back to form of what he used to be, which he never will be, but maybe he can get that win. That having been said, the NHL playoffs are going on right now. The uh, New York uh, Islanders and the uh, Penguins, they might be on TV. They're knotted up here uh, just as the game started 0-0. Later on today, Tampa Bay uh, is going to be, uh, you know, you look at the Columbus Blue Jackets. Then the uh, Blues, they're going to host the Winnipeg uh, team. Then San Jose and the Las Vegas uh, team going to be going on. So you going to watch any of the hockey playoffs by any chance, Cuervo? I might dabble in it a little bit, but uh... – since the Chicago Blackhawks are not in the playoffs this year, I could really yeah. care less who wins, <laughs> to be honest. Yep. So, but just so. to let you know, everybody else know, uh, Monday, uh, the other NHL teams, Boston at Toronto, Washington at Carolina, Nashville at Dallas, obviously we'll probably be watching a little bit of that, and then Calgary and over there in um, Colorado. So, 
that's your that's your uh, lineup there for the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. We got a lot of other things that we're going to be talking about. Not this Thursday, but next Thursday, we're going to be on there. We're going to cover the first round of the NFL draft here in two weeks. That's going to be exciting. So we'll do that. You got your thinking camp up the cap on ready to go for that one, Cuervo? Um, still doing some homework, Sonny. So the thinking cap is not quite quite on yet. Uh, but uh, but it'll be ready to go come draft night for sure. Go find that go find that NFL hooded cap that you or the NFL uh, baseball fitted hat that you got or football hat and get ready for that. So we do have to buy out, bow out because I, I'm just able I'm just glad that we're able to at least get on for a little bit here today on a Sunday as I'm doing double duty here as I'm here as far as the league is concerned uh, for the Texas Revolution uh, game they're going to be taking on the Amarillo Venom if you do want to catch part of the yeah, cut catch that game, head on over to Pluto TV. You can download that situation or go to gocif.net and hit watch the CIF, and then it'll take you right to the game. That game kicks off at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. So for Cuervo, the fine co-host, and we also had Dave Michael step in as Cuervo was getting the high in fight. I'm Sonny Clark, the hardest-working man in sports radio. Hope everybody has a great Sunday. We'll check you next Sunday here on the couch Save the sports show. Don't forget about Rowlett Eagles varsity football taking off here soon. We'll do that as well. Everybody have a good one. I'm out of here. Take care. Bye-bye.